This episode has been brought to you by Sake Man, a group of sake superheroes bringing sake to the world. This week on Meet and 3, we get ready for Super Tuesday by looking at how food shapes elections both at home and abroad. People know that you don't order a Philly cheesesteak with Swiss cheese as John Kerry did back in the 2004 cycle. A young group of friends decided that they would put up a website which told voters which polling booths had sausages. Prime Minister David Cameron was pictured about a week after this incident eating a hot dog in a bun with a knife and fork because he was so afraid. Tune in to Meet in 3, HRN's weekly food news roundup wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Hey, I'm Jimmy Carboni. I'm the host here, and we have a special show, Up With Upstate. Uh, not too long ago, I was talking with Kenny Landon from Crossroads, and he said, Jimmy, it's, it's time to do our annual show about Crossroads. And uh, he didn't have anybody to invite, so he said, let's just invite a bunch of upstate breweries. And it turns out that we've got a room full of representatives from four, actually five breweries in the room. So we're just going to go around and introduce everybody and start a little conversation. So let's start with uh, some of the old timers. Uh, yes, uh, Ray Manzarek from The Doors. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's a joke that we don't get. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's Dietrich Gehring from uh, Indian Ladder Farms Cidery and Brewery. And you guys, what town are you guys in? Because this is about uh, towns and We're counties. in lovely Altamont, New York, nestled under the Helderberg Mountains. Wow. So ultimately, this show is about the diversity of all these very interesting small breweries in, in different parts of New York State. And it's nice to hear about the counties, too, because I'm still learning. Stuart Morris, Indian Ladder. Alex Gill, Indian Ladder Farm Cidery Brewery. So you guys have been on the show a lot. We went up to 2016. We did an on the, on the road series with you guys. Um, That's right, Jimmy. You were out in the hop yard. Yeah. So you got. We're going to talk about hops with you guys about uh, how your plans for expansion and um, some other things. Anything on the top uh, top of your list that you wanted to talk about today? Uh, well, I think you know the hop yard is probably you know the main thing at this point. I mean, we are also putting in some heritage apples, but uh, we're expanding the hop yard this year and putting in some varieties that uh, haven't been available on the East Coast. That's great. We're going to talk more about that, and let's go around the room. Uh, everyone in the room, you get, Aaron, you're you're an industry guy, so you're you're in the show. Let's yeah. go. Uh, my name is Aaron Krozak, industry uh, manager, restaurant in Little Italy, uh, Grotta Azura Restaurant. And you put in the craft beer program there. Yeah, we have a nice craft beer program for uh, people that want to come down to uh, Little Italy for uh, Italian American food and uh, craft beer. Great. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, Ryan Demler, Bound by Fate Brewing Company in Schuylerville, New York. So, Ryan, you also work at another brewery uh, in New York Yeah, State. so I also manage brewing operations at Community Beer Works in Buffalo, New York, which makes me the old-timer now, but also the new guy. It's really kind of an exciting place to be. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> I'm Adam Krozak from Crossroads Brewing Company at the beginning of the Hudson Valley, so in the Catskill region, and I'm old now. I'm yeah, old. but how do you I'm describe it, Adam? Because you work with Kenny Landon almost since day one. Okay. You guys opened the <laughs> brew pub in Athens, New York, which is what Green County. Yes, and we're in Green County. To describe me and Kenny Landon in the same room, <laughs> or how about um, describing where you are? Oh, okay. Green, yes, that's Athens, a, that's a better, yeah. that's an easier thing to describe. Um, <laughs> we're we're kind of at the base of if you if most of the people down here know where Hunter Mountain is or any of their favorite hiking spots up in the Catskill region, we're right in the village of Catskill. So we're kind of right in that beginning of the outside fun camping environment and just south of Albany. Great. And I'm gonna keep going around the room. Uh, Patrick Sylvester, also from Crossroads Brewery, and I run the production facility out of Catskill. So, Patrick, you're, you're the next step. So uh, let's, let's go... Um, Crossroads. Adam. Okay, all the names uh, in the room. I'm trying to remember everybody. Yeah. Adam, so you, you were the brewing at the brew pub, the original Crossroads brew pub. Yes, yeah, so I brewed under Hutch Kugman, who most people know. Cougar. <laughs> the Cougar Mites. <laughs> <laughs> the Cougar and, um, and then Crossroads had expanded, and we opened up our second facility, and that's when we brought on Patrick. 
And then, Patrick, so tell us a little bit about you, your background, because you've yep. worked in other breweries. Yeah, so I started in 2012 at Keegan Ales. I uh, brewed with uh, uh, Gio Wenzel, which I'm sure everybody uh, is familiar with. Uh, so I've been doing it for a little while. Became head brewer at Keegan Ales in 2014 and kind of ran that train uh, till about 2000. Uh, when did I start? Last year, 2019. Uh, and then actually helped open up a craft beer bar and cheese shop for a quick minute there. Uh, and then actually John joined the Crossroads team once they needed to fill a head brewer spot at the production facility. So since August, I've been at Crossroads now. Great. And we're going to catch up with, with all these little topics here. And then my good buddy who um, I first met years ago selling beer and coffee in New York City, he's got a new brewery. That's right, Jimmy. This is Dana Ball, Upward Brewing, up in Livingston Manor. I've known you for a long time, right? Well, congratulations. I'm glad I'm, that you're opened up. Thanks, man. I've known you since Muggsy Chow Chow. Way back. So there's a lot of people in this room, so we're going to try to cut to the chase. First, let's start with the beer. So, Ryan, you're here as Bound by Fate Brewing, but you also work at Community Beer Works in Buffalo. Correct. So the first beer that we had, well, nice plug for Community Beer Works. Uh, the cans are beautiful, and they will be available in New York again sometime very soon. But uh, So the first beer we had is that IPA. It's our session IPA, 4.9% um, crushing it. And it's uh, we did uh, we got a little word at GABF this year, so that was kind of cool. That's great, well, man! Congratulations! Ooh, thank you. All right. Thank you. And the next beer, uh, we we the second beer is is this a Indian Ladder Farm? Uh, it's a collaboration beer, actually, Jimmy. That we uh, we've done for the last three years with our friends at Interboro, and uh, it is a uh, a state beer. It's all. Uh, from our brewery, and this is the remix. Uh, Scott was instrumental on uh, on helping Jesse get this beer going. Great. Um, well, you know, you guys have been doing this a long time, so tell me about the hop yard and what's going on. You're doing some experimental hops. You've got yeah, feral hops growing. Yeah, currently we have 14 varieties of hops in the yard. Um, we've been working on uh, uh, some experimental um, and feral hops. We've been trying to find... Um, a New York State proprietary hop, um, which we we feel that we've uh, done over the last eight years, and we will be trademarking that uh, this year, and it's going to be called the Heldeberg hop, tentatively. All about the uh, Heldebergs. All about the Heldebergs, and uh, and it, it has some nice pineapple notes, and we have a, a single variety, um, single varietal a beer coming out, an IPA um, called Meadowdale Ale Society that uh, will be available soon. Great. So uh, who wants to ask, answer this question? Um, are there some freedoms that, you know, you get operating outside of the city, like in, in more of a country environment as a brewery? Or, or are there things that you have that city breweries don't get to have? Space. Yeah, space. Uh, yeah, a lot of space. We, we get to close early. Yeah, we get to close early. We don't have to stay open until 4 in the morning. <laughs> Uh, so in Schuylerville, there are, I think, four other licensed establishments in the town. So after 9 o'clock, we are the only people that serve alcohol, which is really nice for the tap room. Um, but uh, the town doesn't have any industry. So I would say one thing that we did have to deal with that maybe city folks don't necessarily have to deal with is uh, the Rural Water Authority, which uh, all this is new to them. And it kind of put a little bit of a weight on what we were doing when we started opening a production there, which wasn't the most exciting thing, but you know, payoff's pretty good so far. Adam, anything about where you are? Local for us flavor. For, for local flavor and water. Um, no, we've we've actually never had to worry about anything like that on our end. Um, actually the town of Athens was happy when we started putting organic material down there to actually help their water treatment area where they needed it to help break down some of the yeast qualities and stuff like that. Um, so for both of our locations, I know it hasn't been an issue. Great. Um, and Dana, just, just give us a quick shout out. Cause tell us about upward brewing. Um, I've, I've been waiting for you guys to open for a while and excited to hear more about it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, we, uh, stumbled on me and my partner stumbled on a, a, a spring house that used to supply the whole town with water at one time. And, and we were, uh, the town was very happy that, uh, that we could actually utilize that and uh, we get uh, it's amazing water and we get to brew with that and uh, we have a mountain 120 acres that uh, kind of creates a lifestyle that's what we were looking for to take uh, beer to another level and and uh, have people come and appreciate uh, what the Catskills really has to offer which is nature that, that we're, we're out there pretty rural and uh, 
it allows people to bring their dogs and uh, go for hikes and spend the night in a tent. Uh, we have plans for three season cabins so they could spend the weekend and we have a restaurant and uh, in a beautiful space. Uh, yes, yeah, so we had the luxury of, uh, of, of building a really nice place on, a, on the bottom of a mountain. Wow, man, that's great. So, Patrick, uh, coming over from Keegan Ailes, I'm trying to jump around with all you guys, but sure. Keegan Ailes to, to Crossroads and New Brewery, um, what were the challenges? Um, you know, did you feel like you had to whip that brewery into shape? Yeah, it was. Um, it was. Uh, that's, that's that's a really good question. Uh, uh, no, it was definitely. Uh, it was an interesting experience because um, it wasn't. It wasn't even much of like an interview process. It was more of just like, hey, are we are we both? We kind of sat in a room. We're like, are we both cool to do this? Right. I've known Kenny for a long time. I knew Adam for a long time, uh, and they both knew Tommy for a long time. So they. You know, they had to make sure that I was leaving on good terms. They had to make sure that I was coming on good terms, and that we were able to kind of steer this ship in the right direction that we both wanted to agree on. Um, which I think, in the first couple of months that I've been there, I think we're all kind of jumping the bandwagon. We're uh, we're we're picking up a little bit of a distribution, um, which is a little bit where my forte is in terms of kind of being a good contact between the brewery and sales, and kind of understanding that whole field because that's what I did a lot at Keegan's. Um, but yeah, it definitely, I mean, another thing to, to point out is that it's me, myself, Adam, and then we also have another brewer, Chris. So we got three, three brewers in a, in a very small confined space trying to, you know, butt heads together, which in sometimes is like a blessing, right? Cause you got three different people with a ton of different knowledge, ton of different experiences, ton of different styles. Uh, but at the same time, you got three different brewers with ton of different styles and ton of different ways about doing things. Um, so it's been very much a collaborative kind of putting our heads together and, and talking things over, which a lot of our days are um, in terms of making sure that we're doing practices the best way and things like that. So it was definitely weird, um, definitely close to home, but that's kind of where I wanted to stay and, and kind of help grow a brand that I knew, you know, Crossroads is an old school brand. I've, I've, I've been drinking Outrage since it came out in you know 2010. Um, and just want to help help grow it, you know, and kind of help help this company kind of move forward. Um, and stay, stay stay relevant in this day and age, which is nuts. Yeah, so Jimmy, you know, it's, what's interesting is we were talking about water there for a couple of minutes, and I always end up being the hop guy. But, you know, water is one of the uh, sort of unsexy things that we don't talk about in the brewing industry. And, you know, it is, it is a huge, huge ingredient. I mean, it's, you know, most of what beer is. You know, our well is at 76 feet. We have to have a full filtration systems we have a lot of iron in our water and iron and hops don't mix um, at all so we have to remove all that and we're we're at a point now where scott is creating a water recipe that is for and, and by the way scott veltman is our brewer if i keep mentioning him I, that's that's why handsome, uh, handsome guy yeah. for Self-proclaimed those of you in the know yeah uh, <laughs> um, still out. but i think that, you know this is th- this is a whole i think you <laughs> could have a whole show on just water Oh, we could do we could do sh- many shows. Sorry, we could do a lot of shows about water. But yeah, let's not. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> but Ryan, you're you're like the most the liveliest guy in the room. You're moving around. You're you're you're. So I don't get to stacking cans. I don't and... get to see these folks a lot. We have a lot of fun. I've known everybody in the room. I'm mean, Dana. We're new to this, but uh, like you and I personally. But I've known um, I've known Patty for seven or eight years. I've known Adam for. At least five years, six so. or five yeah, or six same, years. Probably so. same. Um, I've been around like the industry for it'll be thirteen years in August, and um, and like I, I before Scott opened up uh, Indian Ladder Farms Brewery, he worked for me. Before that, he was at Oma Gang, um, and then I've known Dieter before uh, he started hoarding everything that they produced on the farm. I was able to buy some of his ops. Oh, he's oh. let you have stuff now and then. <laughs> if you're good, you gotta pay us. So you're a good intro to, to this whole thing. You're kind of the. So, but you've been working in Buffalo all that time. No, I've been in Buffalo for um, three and a half years. So before that, I ran the pump station in Albany. Before that, I was at a little production brewery just outside of Toronto, and then before that, I was at Old Saratoga, and then before that, I was bootlegging beer in college. So pump station—that's where Scott Development worked. Yeah. 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 So Ryan was like our bad breakup that happened. <laughs> we, ha- we have we have a pretty small community up in the Hudson Valley of brewers that seem to all get along. And then one day he was just like, I'm going to Buffalo. And Peace, it's, bitches. We want him back, CBW. Right. Yeah. We was, want him back. Bound by yeah. Fate's definitely bringing Ryan back around yeah. the cabaret. He's a lot more. And that's a nice, it was, that's a beautiful it was a thing. Big, it was like a big Bills fan kind of thing. 
and he's super pale to begin with. So he had a long like, hair I don't like the sun face. that much. Can and then we start to it. stop putting beer in my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like the, this is the upstate vibe. You guys are just kicking back. Uh, Alex, tell me about you. So you've been working at Indian Loud Forum. I've been there for, for about three and a half years. Um, I showed up there one day just, like, asking if I could clean kegs and, like, sweep the floor. Just I wanted to get into the industry. And we didn't even know. Didn't even know what I was I getting was myself into. In a bushel of apples. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, I'm just super interested in uh, learning about, you know, obviously beer production, brewing beer. Um, and they needed a guy to make cider. So that's that's my current, like, primary job right now is, is uh, hard cider production. But uh, I help I help Scott in the brewery all the time. I mash in and mash out for him, and you know, little things like that. I'll sell her beer and you know transfer keg beer stuff like that. But what would you say Scott does there? <laughs> uh, he stands he, around pretending. He, he has a him. sweet playlist going in the brewery. Yeah. Uh, Since he's not here, we should just slayer. turn this into talk shit about Scott. No, <laughs> no honestly, I, I consider myself extremely lucky to be uh, working under Scott and learning from him. So it's we, like, we in all, in all seriousness. Alex, we, so. we love him, but let's go back to the water story. So you have, Ooh, tell us again about your well. Now I'm underwater. About your well, and do you, plant, do you have plans for expansion, and how does that how does the water impact that? Um, well, water water is uh, is everything. I mean, we were making beers with the same water, every beer with the same water, and it doesn't for us. It didn't work. I mean, we we ended up going out to the Master Brewers Conference with uh, Pete Langdell from KCBC, and uh, we were sort of blown away about what they had to deal with with water out there. I mean, uh, Stone Stone Brewing Company was making IPA that tasted the same, and then all of a sudden they weren't getting water from the Colorado River anymore. Um, they went to a desalinization plant, so all of a sudden their water profile completely changed, and that happened to a lot of breweries in San Diego, and that was sort of a real wake-up call uh, for a, a lot of us, you know, that, well, water is this huge thing, and just even, like, tiny bits of, of you know, additives to it change the entire chemistry of the water that you're using and change the, um, especially the hot profile. Yeah. Uh, you guys, Crossroads, you want to talk about your water profile? Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah. You know, your water source. Don't reveal any secrets. <laughs> anything you have to do. Yeah, where, where does our water come from? What is it? A show can? No, we're not a show can down in Catskill. We're, no, we're another reservoir. Ours comes uh, from the Alcor Reservoir. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're pretty fortunate to have a pretty solid... Uh, water profile easy enough for us to work with in terms of a base. It's nothing like uh, like Saugerties, a high sulfuric or anything like that. Um, but we do do additives, you know, to 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 kind of optimize. We do a little gypsum, a little calcium chloride, and things like that. But um, yeah, I mean, it can be a total uh, destroyer if you're if you're if you're you know you should out of luck if your water is crap. You know, I mean, you really got to put in some big systems in it. And even so, you know, when you talk about differences between uh, upstate in the city and everything like that. Like we're we all brew in small towns, right? Small towns go through water fluxes like like crazy. You know, if I mean if there's a lot of runoff, if there's a lot of snow, if there's you know a flush that's going on. I mean every now and then we get warnings that are like oh oh crap, like we can't use the water, like the you know like water's got murky brown stuff in it, we got to dump it down the drain. You know, so it's it's tough to to monitor. It's something that I think as Dieter said you don't expect to have to monitor it, right? You just kind of think that it's this thing that's like, oh, water is water, and it's... Yeah, even 76 feet at our well, I mean, it changes seasons. That's such an important uh, depth, I guess. 76 feet? Yeah, 76 feet, everybody. I've seen seen it. It's a 76-foot well. It's to celebrate the birth year of our country. Mm, 76. (laughs) Thank you, Ryan. All right, Dana, tell us about the water that you guys use in uh, Sullivan County. Such a patriot. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) it's just, uh, it's amazing that our mountain, we're at uh, 2,300 feet at the top, and we we have a base camp series of beers that we don't add any mineralization or salts to our beer, and and, uh, it's an IPA series, but I brought the Ascension Pilsner here that we could all taste, and that's a perfect example of uh, what what uh, mostly water is. Uh, we a lot of our beers we try not to put too much ingredients in them all. We keep them uh, uh, letting the water do its thing and uh, it keeps it alive. I think and it's not muddled and and uh, um, yeah we're really we're really proud of using that water as our as our canvas. Uh, let's step back, Ryan. What what did you pour us before this one? 
The silver can. Uh, so I'm going to let Patrick talk about this because uh. this is the house lager from uh, Athens or Catskill. Yeah, send it my way. Also Crossroads. Crossroads, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is one of our newest beers that we just came out with. We're super happy with it. Um, it's essentially, it's quickly working its way into our flagship lineup and it's kind of showing where, um, I think where a lot of drinkers are going now, but we essentially created a house lager. It's just a standard Hellas style lager. Uh, 5.2% alcohol in that. Super simple. Cascade hops on it. Um, but what it is, it's about it's about bringing beer back to what it's meant to be, and that's drinkability. Um, you know, people people question me of how many times I, you know, how many beers do you have in a day? And it's with house lager, I can have five or six. You know, and they, you know, like, and you don't even think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, if I could, I, if I could, I would have a hundred of them. Um, and we're, we're getting a, a lot of great feedback from bars and, and restaurants of just offering this, right? As where everybody is chasing the hops, we're kind of taking the low road of going for the lager and hoping for everybody to to be able to have a craft beer, you know, even if they don't want one, right, you know? Aaron, you know, you're, you're run a restaurant, craft beer buyer uh, in the city, um, and you're brothers of Adam, but wh- what do you, if you're meeting a new brewery like Bound by Fate, um, what, do you, what questions would you ask them before you buy the beer, or do you just taste it first? Yeah, I do taste it first, but a lot of times I'm interested in just uh, actually the hops that are being made in the beer. Uh, a lot of times beer is made with a lot of similar hops all the time, so I'm looking for a lot of different stuff, something that doesn't have Simcoe, Citra, Mosaic, Galaxy in it. I'm actually looking I'm looking for something just a little bit different, only because a lot of times they do kind of you run... You can make beer r- without Citra? Yeah, I don't think you can, but I mean, I've. I mean, I do live. I mean, I'm in a retail. I'm retail in this urban area in 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 Manhattan, and and it's really IPA driven. Whether whether and it's definitely eight percent, and almost higher driven, and and it is Citra. It's Mosaic. It's Simcoe. It's Galaxy, all the time. So a lot of times I'm just looking for something different, just to showcase. What people can really do, I think, sometimes with IPA, where it can be just different, almost. And I come from a, I come from an Italian restaurant to where we have also have a lot of wine. So I kind of, I kind of almost think as IPA as wine, but instead of the grapes, we do with different hops. Different hops. Thanks, so I'm, Aaron. I'm gonna switch back. Uh, Ryan, so you know, tell us about uh, Bound by Fate Brewing. So. Uh, just how you got started and and what this group is, because you guys were a late addition and. Yeah, I've been following you on Instagram. Thank you Brewing for that. Fate, but other than that, I don't really know much about you guys. So uh, it started out as Skylerville, um, Skylerville, New York, which is the site of the Saratoga Battlefield, as many would recall from their grade uh, school history classes, the turning point of the American Revolution. See, there he goes. You guys got that cannonball, again. and we got a cool nine-pound cannonball. Which another historical anecdote: there was only one nine-pound cannon in the Battle of Saratoga. Moving on, you can hold it at the bar if you order. Uh, said beverage but um, so it started so um, I've been doing I've been making beer for a really long time my oldest brother who runs the production side Brett and also he runs our uh, social media accounts uh, he was uh, like a wine seller for a really long time and then when he moved out to the Bay Area he got into um, homebrew stuff and then he worked for more beer managing their warehouse for a really long time uh, and then my other brother, Evan, had worked as a distiller, and he was a tapper manager at uh, Commonwealth down in Virginia Beach. And so uh, everyone kind of moved back to the Northeast, and uh, my sister-in-law was like, oh, you should open up a brewery. This is something that it seems like, I mean, everyone's been doing this, right? So why not just do this? And the town has been super receptive, and it's a it's a beautiful little tap room. It's a... Working to make it a more efficient, very tiny brewery, but we've got a very tiny brewery. Like the the rest of my family lives together on this strange uh, little compound, and they've got the brewery there, and everyone lives there, and um, you know we slaughter calves on the solstice and everything like that. So, <laughs> but so, so what are some of your goals? Are are you going to be a, a farm brewery or? So yeah, we're a farm brewery. Uh, so uh, and I, I, well, it's funny, like kind of counter to what uh, Aaron was saying and uh, for our experience in beer is that uh, kind of locally people are just receptive to local and for for where we're at it seems like a really good place to be and so our our tap lineup is we have one IPA a brown ale a dark Mexican style lager a stout a cream ale you know like and then we'll we'll be rotating through some other stuff but for sure the driver like our number one some beer 
is of course an IPA, but very close behind that is malt driven or kind of more beer flavored beers uh, because our market is still kind of soft and kind of new to that. And it's really nice for us. Like we don't, you know, we, we're able to expose a lot of folks in, in a small, smaller part of the state to, to better beer. So uh, are any of you focus on using local ingredients in your beers. I think we're all... We all are. Oh, yeah, uh, we're, these guys over here. No. <laughs> yeah, what, what, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, what we just poured you is called Rockin' Like Dockin', and this is a this is an estate beer. This is uh, a uh, sour IPA and the blueberries no, no, and the hops. No and, it's a double IPA. I'm sorry, it's a double IPA, fruited. A lot of hop blends in there. A fruited double IPA. I misspoke. I'm not driving. So we got, uh, there's a Columbus and Calypso blend in there, which Calypso is our first year growing that, so that's a first year hop. Uh, blended with Columbus. Uh, there's uh, a New York 18 hop in there, which is um, a bunch of local hop growers actually come by the farm and... Um, They'll have us throw their hops through the harvester and whatever it's kind of whatever they don't want or whatever they kind of can't handle. Uh, we'll make a like a blend out of it and we'll call it New York 18 or New York 19. Um, and then we have three C's in there, which is uh, Columbus Chinook and uh, Cascade. Yeah, or no Centennial Columbus Cascade. Yeah, so and then there's Chinook in there it's, also. It's a lot of different hops in that. Beer. Yep, and then farm grown raspberries. Ryan, what were you saying? You, you like we were having a side conversation yeah. about how uh, there's there's a lot of subtle stuff going on in this beer, and I was like, oh, this is like like really fruity, like just right. like I don't know, it's bright, it's fresh. It's, right, Scott is usually like pretty not much of a complex brewer. He's like so super straightforward. Usually Scott is, so he likes to do yeah, one thing. Yeah, I mean, thing. he comes he comes from two traditional breweries, yeah, Belgian brewery and then C H Evans, which is definitely you know not much room to like screw around and do some crazy stuff, but. He does a great job with all the beers that, you know, come out of Indian Lighter Farms. So. Well, let, let, let's put an idea at this. Since you guys are Indian Lighter Farms, first, um, do you think that the iconic, will there be an iconic New York State beer style, one, and two, if so, would it include like a mix of fruit in the beer like we just had? Mm, it's, Alex? It's def- I mean, in my opinion, that's definitely debatable. Uh, Fruit is definitely like a new thing. I don't think it. A lot of people think it like doesn't belong in beer. So Ryan, I kind of Ryan agree and Adam are gonna have to step outside in a minute. Yeah, that's okay. Do <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to wrestle? <laughs> but Alex, let's finish this because I think I don't know. Uh, this beer is inspiring me right now. I think uh, New York State Pale Ale or uh, a New York State like American Lager would be. As close to a New York State style beer as you would want. I mean, you guys could disagree. Not, not gonna happen. No, I just, I mean, I, I agree 100%, but I think it's gonna be, I think when New York State comes up with their own beer, it's gonna be a malt forward beer because I think that's where the most of the, at least in my eyes, where the most of the effort is going towards in terms of grain production and things like that. Um, at Keegan's, I did a lot of work on with the Cornell for the grain trials that they did and and I know Dieter was part of it too in terms of testing out different grains that they were growing and seeing what crops did well but there's a lot of focus on that um almost more so than I feel like than the hops or even you know the fruit game uh a lot of these farmers already have their bills being paid for uh the grain at least as far as I can can tell the grain is kind of filling in the winter crops and everything like that and they're being able to to kind of harvest and get another product out um, that allows them to do that. And I know a lot of big breweries uh, that are, are pushing hard to try it. I know Industrial Arts is trying really hard to come up with some New York beers. I know, um, you know, uh, a lot of the, the bigger guys, the other halves and things like that, they're all trying to work this stuff into it um, because it's important to us. I mean, we've been preached for the last five, six, seven years that, that this is important, that New York State wants to support us on it. And I think that's where you're going to see uh, this trend go is uh, you're going to get the breweries to support it and the the malt bills that are going to come from from it you know someone's going to click something's going to work well in this climate um, and hopefully we can come out with something cool that's unique to us. Dieter? Well I also I kind of worry a little bit because there is a lot of talk out there that we pretty much have you know hops uh, you know backed into a corner but from from a grower standpoint we're seeing a lot of pressure out there uh, from the hemp industry so uh, for example, we're a we're a local processor, so we pick last well two years ago we picked for twelve different farms. This past year we picked for four. Um, that has to do with 
Um, part of it is that hops are extraordinarily hard to grow. It was a very wet season, but a lot of uh, the small uh, people are pulling their hops out and they're putting hemp in. And so I think that there needs to be more support for New York State hops because otherwise there's only going to be a few farms left. Well, CBD is good for your knees. So uh, <laughs> I think hops are too. I mean, it's... Yeah. Common sense. Yeah. Let's go to Dana, Dana Ball. So, yeah. Upward Brewing. To, to me, you're yeah. you've been in the industry a long time. Yeah, I have. Um, do, do you have any goals for working with local ingredients? Anything? Tell us about Upward. Upward Brewing. Yeah, you know, uh, I want to support as many farmers as I can. Uh, I, I want to. Uh, there is a New York State uh, Hop Guild that comes around, and and uh, um, it just needs to be a little more accessible. Um, the pricing, you know, there's a, there's a lot of give and take. Uh, what 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 happens? But you know, I I'm in the position. I'm only four months into this, and uh, it's hard for me to. Uh, I don't have an expendable income, uh, so I'm trying to shop for. I'm not not getting the freshest hops, and I'm and it's hard for me to. I'm looking for the bottom dollar. So like a lot of these, uh, you know, four, five, six barrels of hops in each, uh, uh, six, you know, pounds per barrel is, it's not something that I can do at this moment and nor, nor maybe I will or so, not. So at, at the brewery, what's yeah. on tap right now? Are you mostly selling yeah. so, craft so beers in the, in yeah. the tap room? Yeah. So we have uh, a golden ratio, which is a, a wheat beer made with some, uh, some exotic hop, uh, some uh, wakatu from New Zealand. And, and, uh, that's a, that's a beautiful beer, but it's slightly hopped and, uh, it's a it's kind of our bridging um, beer for consumers, and then we have this Ascension Pilsner, which uh, is a I think is a really great Pilsner coming from from the Catskill water, and uh, we have a, a Pilsner Noir, a Black Pils, which uh, plays on that. It's basically a Black Pilsner, which uh, the same uh, Pilsner yeast and the same uh, same hopping, but but it uh, has a little bit of a dark it has a dark color, and and uh, it's a really quite a great beer and. Then we have Opiate Sun, which is uh, the story of that one is that there was a study done in the UK that the sun's effect to the to the, the UV rays to the, the person's brain has the same effect as opiates, and and uh, it's a resiny beer that uh, it's kind of similar to like a torpedo or something from uh, Sierra, and and then uh, then we have Breadwinner, which is a sessionable beer, and that that uh, has got a little English malt background, and but it's really dry. We try to dry all our beers out and. But yeah, we're really excited to just basically play with the water and come up with whatever we can, and and uh, yeah, and I think the customer, just like you were saying, what is there going to be a beer for New York State? I feel like there may be three tiers for New York State. There's the city people that are brewing beer to to play with what maybe the out, outside states want to drink, which is a lot of hazies and sours and barrel aged stuff, and then there's like the middle tier of uh, New York State, which has to bridge the customer gap from. Maybe Weekenders coming from the city, which uh, is probably where we fall in place. And then, then there's the upstate, which actually, actually I, I believe Buffalo is a pretty strong strong community, right? I would argue we're Western New York and Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's that, Also, I would argue that none of us and, are actually upstate. but Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, so, so I think there's, it's really hard for the whole state to come together. I think it's, uh, it's, a, hard, it's a hard group to, to figure out. Uh, if the state's really big, it's like, you know, and uh, I think there's a lot of different niches of the community. And, and the closer you get to the city, the more the more they chase the money, you know. So wait, so so Ryan and Patrick, so w what is upstate? So where are you guys? Buffalo is not upstate. No, Buffalo is Western New York. Um, I, like I would argue that Cincinnati, like capital, re like uh, yeah, oh easy, easy. The <laughs> West Coast of New York is, is Buffalo even in the state? I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? Just if we're going like, by the pop like it's soda in Canada, thing, Canada, right? Easy. I can see Canada from I my house. I can't hear you with your Canadian accent. Stop. <laughs> so Indian Ladder Farms, I would argue, is capital region, which I don't think is a stretch here. Um, and then okay. I think, uh, okay. so I, I want to say upward and Catskill would be either like mid to upper Hudson Valley. And then, I don't know, I got a lot of friends from like Newcomb and stuff. So it's like upstate starts like, you know, where you don't get service and like where you is Newcomb? kill bears where with your hands. Where the fuck is Newcomb? Where's yeah, Newcomb? where is Newcomb? Is that's, that's how you know you're upstate. <laughs> All right, that's upstate. And then where Dieter, wait, we're going to, Dieter? Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, to, to your point there is that, you know, there, there probably won't be a single, you know, quote, New York State right. beer because we're such a diverse state and a huge population. And I think a lot of people in the rest of the country don't realize how you know, much agriculture there is and how big the state actually is and and really uh, regionally how different it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh, I mean, 
it's crazy. We're, we're, we, we all live in very, very unique and work in very, and even where we are, right? Like, so you guys are in a super rural area, but 20 minutes from you, you're downtown Albany, which is where everyone's tax dollars go to die. Exactly. And then another hour north, you're in this super rural area in Schuylerville, but 20 minutes over, you're in like a hip, like Saratoga is like totally separate from like where we are. And it's then, a different world. You know, you're, oh, shit. Uh, and then, you know, you're down did in the Hudson Valley. The yeah. I did. And I then Patrick, the again. quick, because so we're taking a break in a minute. No, I was just going to say, it's like, you know, in terms of the yeah, state what's being upstate? super different, it's uh, also think about the, 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 the beer drinker <laughs> that coincides with those areas, right? You know, it's it's difficult to forecast and plan beers that are around, you know, if you have city distribution, but also if your hometown is in, you know, upstate New York or the capital district, that's a different animal. That's a different person that you're trying to appeal to. Uh, and those people aren't aren't willing to, to, to sit online or wait for a hazy beer. Or great. Like We're that. gonna take a short break. We'll be back in one minute on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. This episode is brought to you by Sake Man. What is Sake Man? Sake men are judo athletes wearing Lucha Libre-inspired masks that act as sake heroes. This team of athletes moonlight as sake educational professionals spreading sake to the world. Learn more about their mission and their favorite sakes at saketotheworld.com. That's saketotheworld.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is Jimmy Carboni. Hey, brother. <laughs> well, hey, if, you, if they're not in the room, don't talk about it, boys. So and this, oh. is, this is a boys show. Okay, so, Alex, um, I was trying to push you guys and say, is there a future like iconic New York State beer? Might it include fruit? And uh, tell us about this beer that you made, because I think this could be the future of New York State beer. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, this is, a, this is what's popular right now. This is what the people want. It's a, you know, it's a double IPA bunch of fruit in it there's no lactose there's never going to be lactose in indian ladder farms beer uh, oh there'll be lactose by accident yeah you don't <laughs> you just you just threw in mind so alex okay so you like the beer uh, yeah so um the the ras you know we didn't smash the beer with raspberries so it's not you know this crazy hazy overwhelming ipa it's not a slushy. it's just it's well balanced it's got our synergy malt in it yeah. primarily there's a little bit of pilsner malt uh and then tons of blends of our hops which it's all uh i think there's like a couple grams in the whirlpool and then everything else is on so you're still unique you guys at indian Ladder farm cider and brewery you're still you're trying to do estate beers you're, you're, you're still focused on, on developing your hops, your grains, your hemps. Yeah, estate beers is what we're about. I mean, we, you know, that's, that's what we want to do. I mean, it's, it's been kind of a struggle for us. I mean, we started the farm before we started the brewery. We put the hop yards in, and, you know, we were early on in getting... I mean, when we started, there was no harvesting available. Um, and, you know, it was like in Michigan, and we were looking at driving our hops to Michigan to have them processed. And, you know, by the time our yards we're, were up, we're... pick parties. Yes, we used which to... Which you did. <laughs> we actually did. do. We did. We used to do that. We used to have, for three years in a row, we had uh, parties. Ryan's getting giggly. And uh, by the Got third it. year, nobody shows up. So, you know, we had to buy equipment. All right. You guys, Adam, tell me more about Crossroads, man, because uh, the show is, is built around Kenny Landon. He's not here. So let's talk about you. <laughs> that yeah, is where true. Is it is Kenny. Kenny. No, it forget. Is I want to hear about you, about Adam. How did you get started at Crossroads? What was your first job there? And So my first job was very similar to most people who get in the industry. I came in as an intern. I just happened to be 32 at the time. So I came in and was offered zero money and high wages like of, to work hard. So I worked a day a week with Hutch for about a year. Um, and then I got in there and I was his assistant brewer for two years before he left. Um, but it was very much at that point, it was a brew pub scene. It wasn't what we're all kind of after now. We weren't in this whole distribution era. We weren't in this, how are we gonna fit in with everybody else? We weren't battling the city. We weren't even battling the farm if you wanna consider Dieter and those guys because that is also a new realm that I think we're all in between the farm brewers, the guys who brew commercially and the city guys were all kind of split. So for me, explain that. Well, you, you, you have a lot of people. We, we all advertise towards different people of some sense. 
You know, so some people, like Patrick was saying earlier, we make beers that are only going to the city. Where even all of us in this room probably don't drink any of those beers, but we know that you guys drink them down here. If that's all your hazy stuff. And then you have lagers. And then you do have a lot of, like, homestead kind of people, like, who, who Ryan's here supporting. Yeah. And those kind of guys who want to drink everything that's grown on the farm. So the, it was about where are you going to fit? Where are you going to fit in? How are you going to do it? How are you going to make yourself relevant in that industry? And that's where I think I've always kind of been in. I've always been in that brew pub scene where that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to create. I wanted to create new beers and be part of the scene. You know, as, as corny as it sounds, I did. I wanted to be, I wanted to hang out with Dieter and maybe not Gilly so much, but Ryan, <laughs> you know. And, Who's Gilly? And Pat. Alex. Alex. <laughs> you know, like I, I wanted to, and Scott, and Scott was in there. You know, my, the first Adam, he's sitting right here. <laughs> the first collaboration I did was with Ryan and Scott. They were the first guys to say, I'll make a beer with you even though you're not that good of a brewer. That's what I oh, wanted to not, do. That's not true. They didn't tell me that right away, but they let me make the beer at their place. That's So, you know, being part of the scene was a big part of it for me as well. That's what I wanted to do. Um, and then I got, now I'm like, I'm kind of here. You know, Ken kind of kept me here. You know, he kind of helped me stay here. And Crossroads did that. You know, we've always, I feel like we've always been there. We've always been in the middle. We've always been in the middle, and now we're trying to keep ourselves there, if not go farther, in the Capital District, at least. You know, and that's where we want to be. Ryan, I got to go back to you. <laughs> yeah. So you, you, this little brewery, Bound by Fate, Yeah. you own it with your brothers? Uh, brothers and sister-in-law and my aunt, uh, aunt and uncle. Okay. And... and uh, what the hell are you doing here, man? <laughs> what do you mean? You uh, work in, you work in Buffalo. Community Why are you here? All right, so uh, I'm oh, trying man. to like are you know, mimic your guys. Like a whole new genre. Trying to mimic oh, the guys. Oh, they're not. It's, it's like I'm, I hope they're not listening to Danny this now. No, it was um, so like a. Uh, well, shit. This is a. I'm you know this is okay. Recorded, what did you right? do? Yeah. Two seconds. <laughs> All right. So I'll say this. Uh, the family opened up a brewery. They wanted me to help them uh, out establishing it, and I f figured that my role would be to shorten the curve. And then I've been doing this for a really long time, and kind of by industry standards. And uh, there was a good role for me to play in terms of saying like, all right. From an operational standpoint, this is what we can do. These are the people I can introduce you to. These are the, the contacts that I have. These are the purveyors that we should buy grain from or hops from. Or uh, this, like, you know, my my chemical guy, my gas guy. Like, don't worry about, like, there was a lot of stuff in particular because I worked out there for a while, uh, out east in, in, in the Albany area. It was, or the capital region or greater capital region. Um, but it was, uh, my, my role effectively was to grease the wheels and make sure that when we uh, hit the ground and, and we opened the brewery, we're not going to have this hiccup where everyone, I think the worst thing that someone can say about you in your grand opening is like, well, you know, like, let's give them a little bit of time. It's like, no, you want to execute as well as you possibly can from the beginning. And my role for this They're was being to make generous at that point, giving you time. Yes. Yeah. If we open up and and the beer is not good, thirty days. It's two days. But you know, and and we're at a point now where the the market is super competitive, right? So uh, when I started brewing beer in New York uh, 12, 13 years ago, there were forty two breweries. We have almost five hundred breweries in New York. Like, there was nobody in New York City like six or seven years ago, and there's like a hundred breweries down in New York City. So Dana, uh, yeah. you know. You've yeah, been yeah. selling beer. For, I'm talking in the same way. Yeah. You've been selling cool. beer for a long time. Yeah, that's Remember, right. 2011, I was up in Sullivan County. You, you were repping a distributor. Yeah, what yeah, What was yeah. that name of that distributor? Uh, that was uh, Gasco Meyer. Because there's so many little parts of beer yeah. in New York State. Yeah, they've been at it for a long time. They had Schaefer. That was one of their biggest brands in the 70s. And and they've struggled. They they uh, and and uh, you know I think every distributor struggles, especially early on, unless they have uh, some lucky lucky. Uh, wishful uh, brand that comes their way but uh yeah they you know they did a lot of the german things and uh and they they had the they had the Oma gang uh, portfolio the duval mort got and uh and they had sam smith's but uh as we all know like some of those uh in the most recent years have have all struggled and and uh um but yeah i i, I took that on but i was also selling to a rural community that 
that uh, you know they they knew their German brands, but they didn't uh, they didn't really understand the 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 nice Belgian things and also the hoppy stuff and so. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, you know, I've done the. I started at Brooklyn Brewery back in the early in the mid '90s, and and I learned a lot from those guys, I, Tom Potter and Steve Hendy, and and uh, that was a great beginning for me. And you know, working with Garrett, um, Garrett taught me a lot how, what how you should present beer and what how you should talk about beer. And so, how how do I work this these yeah. guys into my tour of upstate? So I'm going to start in yeah. Livingston Manor, yeah. Sullivan County, with yeah. you guys. Yeah. Upwards Brewing, and then yeah. where am I to go next after that? Well, I think you're going to Athens, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crossroads is definitely next on what, that list. What bridge do you cross? Good question, Ryan. Uh, is that the Mid Hudson? No, it's Rip Van Winkle. Oh, the Rip Van Winkle. You take the Rip and you head down. Yeah. You take Sorry. Whitestone, you head up on. Yeah, and you go down. That's Athens, and then what's next after that? Uh, that would be Indian Ladder. If you're on your way north before you uh, get to Bound by Faith. And then you go to Schuylerville. Yep. And that's something. Yeah, Schuylerville's okay. up there. You go up to... I, I got to keep asking up. questions to keep you guys busy, because you guys... Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> all right, next one. Okay. Um, fa- favorite brewer that no one knows about in New York State, not that, not someone that you work with? Go around the room. Five. Oh, let's man. go. Favorite brewer? A brewer or brewery worker, someone in the beer industry, uh, New York, not New York that City. nobody knows about? That well, I'd know, have well, to they, say Alex Gill. Are we talking? Who's people? Alex Gill? This guy. You can't plug this kid in here. He's here. He's on the radio right now. Okay, is he? good credit though. Stuart, Stuart, Stuart name Nick at Gentle Giant. Nick yeah. at Gentle Giant. These oh, guys yeah. all want to. There we go. Beat me down I right now. I've had the barbecue at Gentle Giant. I have not had the beer. He's solid. Alex, somebody you'd want to work Come with. Back to me. I've... Some other brewery you want to work at one day. Um, I'm going to stay at Indian Ladder from the rest of my life. <laughs> what do you know, That's Jimmy? Smart moves, <laughs> Alex. Patrick. Good call. A brewer that you look up I to. Gotta, I'm playing favorites, but Kevin from Wesco. Okay. Kevin, that's a good one. He, he oh, you know what? I got one. Brewer. All right, go back okay, to Alex. Kelly. I look up to Evan Watson a lot. He's a he's yeah. definitely a disciplined brewer. He's a very smart guy. He's super cool to be around. I and think he's ooh, an he awesome puts, super he good puts beer. Really good beer, yeah. He uses he's fruit in his beer sometimes. Yeah, it makes like beer like the, yeah, an iconic uses, New York State beer, yeah, kids. I watch mean, out. Just as a person, <laughs> I, I want to be Evan And Watson. he does a lot of like New York State <laughs> beers. I, you know, he's all about it. Adam, yours? I'm working on it. You know, uh, you since, told me something since, since we're all sitting in, in the room... Vandra from oh. Hydraulic Perth is a great brewer who doesn't get a lot of credit, and she could use the confidence. And where is she's that? A good Where's brewer. Hydraulic Perth? She is a Buffalo New York. Yeah, she's everybody, a put your hands of, together. <laughs> she's a secondary. Yeah. All right, Dana, you have one in mind. Yeah, yeah, I got one. There's a good guy out there, Ben Brotman from Liquid State up in Ithaca. He's a he's a great brewer, and and he taught me a lot. And uh, Ryan, your list. Uh, so I would uh, now. I've I've been robbed. I've been robbed. He, he wanted to use but, Vandra. Uh, yeah, I was going to do Vandra. But, uh, Say it again. One so, more time. Well, Vandra is dynamite. We hired her on. She works at an affiliate brewery for us, but she's already got a shout out. So uh, I'm going to go with another guy from, uh, or another uh, a brewer K-R-A-W. from Buffalo. R A W. Yeah. <laughs> but um, maybe we need to do so, a Buffalo. Uh, Brian Kirschmeyer from Old First Ward Brewing makes some of the cleanest uh, lagers, straightforward, like very good on German style beers, and it's also my favorite dive bar in Buffalo at G. McCarthy's. So we're kind of missing, we're missing the whole New York, larger New York beer scene, honestly, because we've been so focused on New York. Jimmy, what's your favorite? Andy from (laughs) Swiftwater, uh, the Swiftwater crew in Rochester makes some fantastic beers too. I'm going to say Ethan Cox from Community Beer Works. That guy hasn't brewed a beer, makes beer since I started working there. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm meeting you guys. I all actually, right, all right. Oh, Ethan. I, I, you know what's great about doing the show is that we get to try so many beers. And seeing some of you, like Indian Ladder, just in the last four or five years, how, how you guys have grown. We did a show with you about hemp. And, uh, you know, I'm still looking forward to, to all the next steps. Um, you know, having a... I think a big part of what you're doing is that people actually come to to your farm, yes, and We're they spend money. Yes. So what what have you added that recently? Any so new jealous. facilities or uh, well, anything a, in the we works? We have a huge beer garden. We just put That's in cool. a gigantic military kitchen, so we're now serving food in the beer garden, which has been a complete uh, another operation. Uh, we've expanded the brewery. Uh, into another building, and uh, the cidery is expanded. So we're we're blowing out uh, as much as we can. Yeah, we're gonna cut off soon. And then just Adam, just tell us about uh, food at Crossroads because 
So at Crossroads, we were lucky enough to get a chef from the Culinary Institute of America. Um, chef Amanda does a great job. And I feel like that's really all you need to know. When she's from the culinary, it's legit. Show up, you'll be happy with what you get. All right. Well, this is a challenging show with all the guys in the room. I think that this we're going to stay at Roberta's and have some pizza and keep the conversation going. It's so um, hot in here, Jimmy. Alex has a my. What do you want to say to close us out? Well, everybody, uh, this has been Jimmy, this, this Jimmy Carboni. I can't even. I don't even it's so weird guy. looking at you and doing an impression of you. And then Ryan's like our special guest from Buffalo. Yeah. So close it out, bro. What, what's going on? Uh, you know, um, I'm not going to even pretend to do any That wasn't a very good. That was a terrible impression. Just end it, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> and oh, I'm really proud of you that you opened up uh, Upward Upward Brewing. So one, give Thanks, us a Jimmy. shout out where yeah. it is. and Yeah, it's, uh, it's go up 17. You're about 100 miles north of New York City. It's a great weekend to have in uh, Sullivan County. And and what's your tagline? And uh, it's, uh, yeah, Go Hike Beer Mountain for go Ray Dieter, Beer man. Go Hike Beer Mountain. Yeah. All right. And then Dieter... Uh, our tagline? Yeah. What is our tagline? You What's know. the name of your brewery, anyways? Uh, drinking, uh, well, is... Uh, drinking is an agricultural act. Oh, yeah. Wow. No and farms, then, no beer. I have to tell you that this has been a special show for me. Thanks, everybody. Yes, farms. I'm yes, not even going to say your names. We're just going to sign off. Thanks to producer Dylan Hoyer, intern Thank Kevin Chang Barnum, engineer extraordinaire Matt Patterson. Yeah, thanks for everybody um, in that room listening to our bum asses. <laughs> Jimmy Carboni, thanks for joining us on thanks Beer Sessions me. Radio. All right. We'll catch you next time. Beer Sessions Radio is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.